And the next episode of the podcast is brought to you by Folklory, which is an audio service that we started that takes your loved ones and friends' stories and turns them into personal podcasts. And, you know, we've got a very, very big event coming up, and that is Father's Day. And what about Father's Day is so important that, you know, it'd be great to preserve it as a folklory Harish. I think, you know, for, for me, for a lot of people that I can imagine, telling your parents how much you care about them, how much you love them, how much you appreciate them, it's not the easiest thing, right? So that's where we come in, uh, because... How we get the stories that, you know, Terence mentioned is that we talk to your loved ones, we even talk to you, uh, and we get stories of maybe how much you appreciate a certain somebody, which in this case could be your father, could be someone else's father, could be your partner's father, and we just have a conversation that's audio only done remotely for about 30 minutes, and within a few days, we turn that into a personalized podcast that you can gift to anyone, or maybe you can even record yourself for your kids in future so that when they have to celebrate Father's Day you can just tell them okay this is a gift I got you for myself Um, and we're offering a promo so if you get it anytime within the next 72 hours you can get 20% off if you use the promo code Father's Day 20 and if you still have some questions uh, we have a little excerpt from a testimonial we got from a customer uh, after she recorded a folklore about her husband so here it is was there anything in particular that you were worried about before the recording? Probably not quite sure what we would be discussing. I mean, would it be a very sort of Q&A kind of format? Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the conversation flowed very naturally. You you were very um, reassuring about uh, steering, you know, much of the conversation and, and the content. I think it just felt very natural. So yeah, you can find out all the info you need on our website, which is folklory.com, F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y.com. And remember, the promo code Father's Day 20 gives you 20% off. All the details are in the, in the show notes, in the description. So we hope to make something special for you. All right, now on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. <coughs> Good old humor, man. Yeah, man. Good old humor. Oh, what's, what's up with your throat, Terrence? Don't know, man. It's the uh, censorship gods uh, coming down on us. Because today we're talking about two very hot topics. Uh. Very, very hot yeah, topics. Man. Yeah. So hot that even yesterday we knew that it was destined for today's podcast. Mm. Right? They were destined. Mm. Mm. That's right. Yeah, which is exciting because I know there have been times in, in recent weeks where we're like, oh shit, what the hell are we going to talk about tomorrow or what the hell are we going to talk about today? I mean, if we're talking about tray returns as a main topic, <laughs> you know that yeah. it's a, <laughs> you know that you're scraping the it's bottom a, of the proverbial uh, barrel that has all the all the dirty dishes inside. <laughs> yeah, it's a slow day, man. It's a slow day if yeah. it's if it's dirty trace. But yeah. today, yeah, we got we got almost like international level news, right? Yeah, yeah. International news that concerns uh, you know, Singapore, the future of Singapore and uh yeah, our relations with another country. Yeah. Yeah. Cool man. So, but, uh, so I mean but I, I guess maybe yeah. before we do that, but like where 
why are we doing this uh, audio only, like this podcast audio only? Why is it not in our beautiful new YouTube studio that we set up? Uh, because uh, currently, I'm in the forest of Ubud in Bali. Mm. Amazing. <laughs> uh, for, yeah, so, so trying to record with uh, greenery around me. Mm. So, uh, yeah, hence not in the studio. And, uh, no, and, and also, yeah. I guess, is to give a more international perspective on everything of that's course. happening out there, right? You take a <laughs> yeah, neutral third-party stance uh, while you're in Indonesia watching what's going on in Malaysia and Singapore. Yeah, yeah it's like the moment I went into international waters, I had a new perspective on all things uh, Singaporean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, I think, I think maybe it's because anytime you're away from Singapore, you know, you can comment on Singapore stuff with, uh, with a bit more objectivity, yeah. Mm, mm, apparently that's right. but it's funny how like, okay, yeah, okay, like okay. The, the news the moment you leave only like all the uh, all the really fun <laughs> yeah. news all breaks uh. it's like that's they're just right. waiting for like, you to get out of here yeah yeah fuck man so I guess I, I guess I should be leaving Singapore more often la, is it uh, no la, it's, it's, uh, I still prefer recording in studio yeah in, in studio yeah. Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. for today's topics yeah Um. but okay okay. let's not beat around the bush anymore but yes. before we jump into the the topic, what what is the one thing you like to say, Terrence? Uh, I think, uh, you know, there are a lot of new listeners that have come in for various reasons because they either, you know, have seen us on YouTube, maybe came across our recent, I mean, the, there was a spike in our gym, uh, Dr. Jason Leong podcast being viewed on YouTube as well mm. for for related reasons to today's topic, I guess. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, so if you're new here, we're also on other social media channels, one of which is on TikTok, where we actually post a you know, short clips, some of the best best uh, moments from our podcast onto TikTok. And that's where, yeah, we get a lot of uh, interesting engagement and feedback. So, uh, yeah. So do check yeah, it out man. if you're if you on TikTok and you're looking for the, the occasional yellow butt clip to pop into your FYP. Uh, yeah. FYP, correct. The links are all in the show notes. Yep, yep. All right. Cool, man. So, yes. So the first topic. It's a very, very serious topic. topic. Yeah, very, very, very serious topic, right? It concerns yeah. the future of Singapore, right? Uh, is it? <laughs> I mean, kind of, like, kind of. At least our... <laughs> kind of, kind of. Our relations our with neighbors, our neighbors. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, correct, correct. So, uh, I mean, like I first caught wind of it, I think it was Wednesday night when mm. I got a, a DM from a friend, but I'll go into that later. But, mm. but basically, it's the huge shebang that has been caused by a video clip that was uploaded by a Singapore-born comedian yeah. doing a set at a American Comedy Club, the Comedy Cellar, which is quite a quite a well-known club. Like all the greats have mm. performed there. Mm. Um, and it was like an 87-second clip uh, where she was talking about Singapore and Malaysia. Mm. Mm. Uh, and, and how, yeah, she, she is from Singapore. Uh, she went on to say, you know, Singapore is a first world country, Malaysia is a third world country, still developing country. Yeah. And made a joke about MH370, which pissed off a lot of people. Mm, mm, that's right. Yeah. So so I think the clip came out on Wednesday night. So that would be 7th June or Wednesday-ish. Um, right now, her Instagram, Twitter, all have been like uh, either deactivated by herself or the platform. And mm. there's been politicians who have stepped forward to comment and even apologize on Singapore's behalf. Mm, mm, that's right. Uh, one of whom is Vivian Balakrishnan. Mm. Uh, so, 
So that's where we are at now. And there's a lot of people talking. Like, and I'm sure you have a lot of people pinging you also. Like, right? Uh, or mm. anyone in comedy. Mm. So so, so how, how do you first hear about it? Uh? Uh, yeah, similar. I think uh, someone sent it to me. I checked out the video. And I think before we start, the first thing I got to state out here is that uh, I have no relations to Jocelyn Chia. Although oh, yeah. she's a chia also. <laughs> uh, and then we saw, the, I mean, yeah, like, I we're sort of in the same space of comedy and, and commentary and everything. But yeah, no relation whatsoever. So just Did put people it out think there you first. were? Did people think she's your cousin or your sister or something? No, but I just want to make it clear that, yeah, Singapore is small, but not that small. We do have uh, uh, room for more than a couple of chias uh, in, in the system. Uh, uh, yeah. But yes, okay. uh, but that out of the way, correct. Yeah, that's how I also heard it. Uh, DMs. And people just asking, hey, is this is this really that big of a deal, right? Mm. Uh, and that was like uh, that. No, but that was uh, when when did when did they message you? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Wednesday, like what you said, uh, Wednesday or or Thursday or something. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah, I remember Wednesday. Someone messaged me on Instagram saying, uh, "Who is this person? Have I heard of her?" Given that I mean, in the comedy scene, lah. Mm. Um, and that they they thought that it was uh not so much class. So then I was mm. thinking, okay lah, this is this yeah. I wouldn't. I'm not a fan of the joke. Uh, not because of the topic, but more because mm. it's just a shitty joke lah. Yeah. Uh, then the next morning, Vivian Balakrishnan replied to a tweet by uh Syed Sadiq, a Malaysian politician, young Malaysian mm. politician who kind of also said you're using this kind of tragedy for entertainment for what yeah. Mm. Then uh, Vivian Balakrishnan, he replied, I am appalled by her horrendous statements. She certainly does not speak for Singaporeans. We treasure our ties with family and friends in Malaysia and are sorry for the offence and hurt caused to all Malaysians. Mm. Um, and then the Singapore High Commission in KL and the Consul General in JB, um, like uh, also the Singapore's High Commissioner Vanu Gopala Menon has mm. issued a statement uh, appalled by the gratuitously offensive comments Singapore mm. government does not condone words words or actions. Uh, uh, and Chia, who is no longer Singaporean, does not in any way reflect our views. So mm. the more this came out, the more there were articles. I was thinking like, why the fuck are they apologizing for her? Mm. Mm. That's um, right. So, so that was my first question. I mean, after reading, I can kind of see why. Mm. But when you saw the thing blow up, right, what was going through your mind? Uh, I think one more detail that also uh, is interesting is that I, I think like uh, the aforementioned uh, Dr. Jason Leong, the comedian from Malaysia, mm. also commented mm. on her post, I think on Instagram, right? Where mm. where he said he, he loved the bit, right? Um, mm. And then I think I think Justin Chia responded, yeah, you know why I, I, people are taking comedy way too seriously. Um, and I think because of that, he's also getting a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of blowback, uh, right? Where people are calling yeah. him out for supporting this, and and um, as far as I know, he's he's limited comments on his Instagram, uh, as a result mm. of this. And uh, not sure if he's given any official statements or what. But uh, other Malaysian comedians like Harith Iskandar have come out and also, uh, you know, did released statements on social media or videos on social media, not not condemning it, but sort of explaining that comedians, yeah, while he res- respects the freedom of expression of comedians, there also needs to be a bit of a sensitivity when it comes to issues like, you know, that involve tragedy and and, and uh, personal loss, right? So, you know, it's not just mm. the, 
government people that have been up in arms or, or people on TikTok. But I think the comedy scene in Singapore and Malaysia are also uh, sort of all scrambling a little bit to to respond appropriately to all this. Lah. Yeah. Mm. So, so what do well, what's after with all the news with all the facts, Terence? What what do you yeah. make of this whole shebang? Uh, I, I guess maybe the good place to start is like, did you find it funny? Did you find everything about that her bit funny? Like Jason Leong loved it, and what do you think of it? No, no. Why? Uh? I thought it was a shit bit <laughs> because it was it's a kind of comedy where you're just shouting at people. Uh, you're saying oh, uh, like I think there was one part she asked. Uh, someone in the audience oh where are you from and the person said I'm from Malaysia then she's like fuck you Malaysia mm. then fuck you assholes I mean, said, that fuck kind you of assholes. stuff can be f- yeah uh, fuck you assholes um, and then that kind of stuff can be funny if used sparingly but the whole bit right it just felt she was like pissed off and angry and comedy is also a lot about delivery right mm. because mm. I think like I do feel that you can make jokes about very sensitive material, mm. but it needs to be funny. And the point of the joke mustn't. There are many ways to 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 make the joke about yourself, about society, rather than the thing itself, lah. You know. Mm-hmm. So so I think I think it wasn't funny. Uh, I I think it was like I wouldn't say she, oh she can't joke about that because I do feel comedy comedians should be able to bo- joke about anything. But I just thought it was a bad bit, lah. Mm, mm, yeah, I you? think uh, yeah, I saw on uh, you know, I saw there were a couple of comparisons uh, of like other comedians such as uh Jackie, Jackie Young, and uh, even mm. Kuma himself, who have had bits that they were making fun of or making references to things in Malaysia, right? Uh, and and I think cross causeway, you know, cross cross causeway jokes and banter is very 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 common, right? Uh, every yeah. almost every comedian from Malaysia and Singapore does engage in some form of that. Um, but yeah, there is the idea of like uh, the delivery needs to be right, la, and there needs to be some balance of of opinions between two. Whereas this one really just, I think her stance through the whole thing really felt like, oh, Singapore is the best, you know, Malaysia is the worst, Malaysia sucks, and and you know there are a lot of, uh exaggerations about what Malaysia. There's no internet, and you know planes don't fly, uh, and and uh, things like that, lah, Right. So it just felt like a very extreme uh rendition of the the rivalry between Singapore and Malaysia, like as if we mm. hate each other, as if like Singapore is the best place in the world, while Malaysia is the worst. Uh, yeah. So it, it didn't it didn't have any real uh nothing nothing interesting was said like in there. You know, it was just like almost like the lowest hanging fruit that you can make fun of in Malaysia, like, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so and so comparing that to what the jokes that Kuma, uh, you know, in his bit, you know, making about, let's say, for example, he was, I think the bit was about him making fun of Mahathir's age, like, right? But he, he mm. made funny references about how, you know, yeah, Malaysia, you know, turning can turn off the taps in Singapore. Uh, and, you know, he talked about how Mahathir still looks like, a, you know, still looks like he's 70 years old, even though he's already 93. Things like that, like, right? So there's a bit of a, a bit more nuance to to the things that she would, she was make, uh, he was making fun of about Malaysia and all that, right? And uh, I think for Jackie, he was, uh, you know, making a joke yeah. about how dangerous JB felt compared to Singapore. 
But in some way, yeah. there's also there's a bit of a self-deprecating humor in that. In that, you know how Singaporeans are very, uh, are very, a very sheltered lot, lah, right? That when we go to Malaysia, where we, we we almost feel like we're stepping the wild wild west territory kind of thing. So yeah, lah, there, there's just a bit more a bit more layers to it than Justin Chia's one. Lah. That's why I also I also like you. I didn't find that funny, lah. Yeah. But but do you think it's something that she shouldn't be able to joke about? I mean, she can do it, but uh, yeah, lah. Then there will be backlash, and there will be a lot of people who don't find it very funny and all that, lah. Right? It's mm. they they will label it insensitive and all that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there's, and, and I think in her Instagram, one of her Instagram replies, she said something uh, along the lines of comedy equals to time plus tragedy, lah. Right? So, mm. I, I yeah, I, I get where that's coming from, but the question is: Has enough time elapsed, or or what? Or has there been closure on the incident such that that you know people uh, are okay with the kind of jokes that she's making? Maybe not, lah. Yeah, but I think it's like for me, it's less about the time thing because I remember certain jokes even mm. made by the com- comedian comedians in the US about nine eleven, right? Which were fucking hilarious. Mm. Um, but it. And I think the audience also found it funny. Uh, and I think they like one of them. I think by Louis C.K., who mm. I know has not the best best uh, street cred anymore. But this, this was before he got cancelled, Yeah. But then I, I think the thing is, it's not even a funny bit. Like if mm. you watch it, I know comedy is subjective, but it's not even that funny. Which is why I find it so ridiculous that there's so much of the politicians coming forward because. If you think about it, right, this is almost a playbook for anyone in stand-up comedy to get more famous than they've ever been in their life. Mm, mm, that's um, right. Like, when, yeah, when my friend messaged me, oh, have you heard of this person? Uh, I was like, no, I, I haven't. And I know there are a lot of comedians out there. Um, and I wouldn't say I know everyone from Singapore or Malaysia. But mm. no, but just looking at um, people commenting online, uh, yeah, she's not the most popular. Like, she's not nowhere close to Ronnie Chang or even Jinx or... Mm. or Rishi or Fakafas. So, but then now, she's on the fucking news everywhere and yeah. as much as there are people who hate her, there are people who would see this as like, oh, this is a big F you to the people with oversensitive snowflakes. I'm going to support her even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's this like uh, a perverse incentive to, to rile people up just to, you know, to get a hit. Uh, but then, why do you think, why do you think she's, uh, either deleted or gotten off her social media platforms, if that's the case. I think because for now, if you're on the social media platforms, uh, people will still target you. Like, you know, people will still comment, people will still do this. So maybe before before she was going for her own, I don't know, yoga retreat or something, she said, let me post this. Then I'll go on a, on a silent retreat for 10 days, turn off all mm-hmm. social media and come back and all will be well. I'll have more followers than ever before. Uh, I'll have mm-hmm. more support. When I mm. drop my next piece of content, people would be hungry for it because they might be wondering where the hell have I gone. Mm-mm. And then now she's seen; she'll be seen or labeled as the edgy, the edgy comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. So there, there is a little bit of the the Streisand effect going on here, like, right? Because, like what you mentioned, I also was kind of puzzled. Like, eh, uh, if she's not even Singaporean anymore. Why? Why are we rushing? Like, why are the Singapore institutions and and ministers and all rushing to apologize, uh, to to our our neighbors as if as if you know 
she represents anything that uh, what Singaporeans say, lah, right? Why why do you think yeah. there's this mad rush to to apologize and all? So that becomes the the next stage of understanding what the hell is going on. Lah. I think mm. I think they apologize is almost because if you look in the past when uh, certain Singaporeans have angered Malaysians or mm. angered people from other countries. The internet can turn very quickly against anything put out by said country. Mm. So, and always, you they always demand an apology, demand an apology. So it mm. feels like this is a preemptive thing by Vivian Balakrishnan or the Singapore politicians um, who just deal in the domain of like international affairs. Mm. That's the but, only reason why I, I would imagine. La. But it's not put out by a Singaporean in Singapore or anything, right? It's like uh What do you mean? I mean like it's like uh like Amos Yee, for example. Uh. He's he's now living in the US and everything, right? Does you know what does Singapore have uh have to apologize for his actions in that that and landed him in jail and things like that? I think I think if he's targeted towards another country, I think I think still must la. And I say must from the the textbook politician kind of view la. Like, objectively, I don't think it's necessary. But if you look here, so since yesterday, now apparently the AMNO Youth Arm is going to be marching, doing a protest uh, in front of the UN, US Embassy in Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least they got the right country, uh, right? It's not, it's not the Singapore High Commission or anything. Uh, it's the, the US Embassy. Yeah, but then that's also weird, right? Why US Embassy? Because the comedy seller allowed those jokes to be said in the US? Uh, cause she's a US citizen, uh, US citizen. Oh yeah, she's a US citizen. Fuck, mm. man. Oh my no, god. So, yeah, so that's the thing. I think a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people who are actually commenting and all that actually still don't realize that she's not Singaporean. And I say that because if you just go to TikTok and you really just look up her name, Jocelyn Chia, you'll get a lot of commentary, uh, from Malaysians and and not like Harith Iskandar or, or other entertainers or anything. It's like Malaysian Malaysians, uh, right? And some mm. of them are, uh, have taken it uh, as a personal attack from Singapore, lah, you know? And they are retaliating by by talking about uh, jokes about Singapore, you know? About jokes about how Singapore... I mean, I saw some pretty nasty ones where someone was, like, uh, highlighting comments about Singapore in the, you know, in the thread of uh, Justin Chia's poster, where, where they mm. talk about, you know, oh, Singapore, you develop your land so fast, there's no... There's no room for your ancestors, uh, burial sites, and stuff like that. Like, very, like very nasty, oh dark stuff. So, in uh. some sense, I get that. Uh, even though, yeah, even though she's not Singaporean, her you can't deny that she has had an association with Singapore because she was born here, like, right? And uh, mm. even and then the stand-up comedy bit, I think she claims, at least the way she talks about it, is as if she's Singaporean, right? So, yeah. um, in some sense, yeah, like, they have felt like, okay, you know, like, because this person grew up here and, and was educated here or whatever, there is some sense of like, okay, we do need to address what she said, like, right, as a as someone who was born in Singapore, so, like, and, 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 yeah. and, and actively, actively dissociate ourselves from what she said. Like. Yeah. Because I think then, the moment, like, Vivian Balakrishnan and, and uh, Singapore High Commission puts out a statement, no one can fault Singapore for not putting putting it down a stance, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Or, I mean, another conspiracy theory is that Vivian B is feeling the heat, you know, in the lead up to July 
and he wants to get goodwill points, uh, you know. Yeah, either way, I don't know lah. That one could be you know, speculation lah. Way speculation. Tin fall hat, tin fall hat. And I think hat. his, I think his role as the, uh, you know, the Mister Foreign Affairs lah, right? Does require yeah. him to to take the lead, if anything, in this kind of situation. Uh, but yeah, so just going to that topic lah, right? Like uh, the MH three seventy topic, and there was a quite a, a heartbreaking uh statement or video also from one of the relatives of the of a victim of the crash uh i think it was the wife of one one of the crew members who said that yeah you know her son is still crying every day about about the her missing father and all that um so it's very it's a very insensitive thing to to make fun of of uh to make fun of the of every 370 like as a joke you know uh mm. what do you think of what do you think of all that eh? The, the the idea of making fun of MH370? Uh, I mean, I think making fun of the disaster, the, the 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 very event of it, is still, not to say that it can't be done, but it has to be done very skillfully. La. Like, I think, I think a joke, oh, this is getting into the philosophy of what the hell a joke is. Uh. I mm. think if you are making it the subject of the joke, then, yeah, la, you are free to make that joke, but you have to bear, deal with the consequences. La. I still would say that I don't think you can't make, you can't joke about topics like MH370. Mm. But it just needs to be done in a way that, like, okay, then what is the point of the joke? What is the, what is the punchline? If the punchline is the fact that, oh, this happened, then that one is like, that's not, that's, that's not a joke that I would want to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I mean, even with that video, I don't think here knowing about the video kind of changes my stance about that. But does it for you? Uh, I mean, I I did think to myself because I think some time ago I watched the documentary series about the disappearance of MH370, right? Um, yeah. And it was a documentary series on Netflix. I think it came out like at least I don't know six months ago, maybe somewhere there. But mm. uh, it was a limited uh series about the disappearance of MH370, and it presented a couple of uh you know, questionable conspiracy theories about what happened to the to the airliner and all that, right? Um, mm. And I think even those, even though it was seen as a, you know, fact-finding, let's try and establish what happened, let's talk to experts and talk to people who, you know, uh, have a lot of knowledge about aviation and all that. Uh, I think there was still mm. some controversy, like, is that people were saying a lot of this is, is conspiracy theory drivel. Uh, why are they? Why are they? Uh, you know, publicizing this or glorifying this or, or making sort of entertainment about it, like, Right? Um, mm. But yeah, like I mentioned, you you could argue that the documentary filmmakers were trying to, you know, leave no stone unturned, lah, so to speak, and and try to really find you know whatever they could find, given that there really isn't there really isn't much out there in terms of evidence and all that, right? So, mm. it's a bit different from this one, this situation where Justin Chia is in, where it's really, uh, yeah, she could have crafted a very different kind of joke, even around MH370 or all that, right? Uh, I yeah, mean, not for me yeah. to say what, what she should have crafted, but she had complete control over what she could have said about it. And I think that's the main difference for me, like, that, um, yeah, she chose the low hanging fruit of just making fun of the fact that the, 
the plane disappeared and, and nothing more than that, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, just in case, because now I think finding the video online, actually, no, lah, it's not difficult to find the video, but if you haven't watched the video yet, essentially the punchline of the joke, she's saying that Singapore, since 40 years ago when we split, Singapore has become a first world country, Malaysia is still a developing country, it's like the best form of a revenge uh, breakup, lah, you know? Uh, and then like Malaysia says, oh, or Singapore says, or one of them says, why haven't you come see me? And then she goes on to say, yeah, because your planes can't fly lah. And then mm. she went went on to say, yeah, this joke, some jokes don't land. And it just it was very, like, very pointed lah. So so one example of like some joke that I remember Louis C.K. told about 9-11, which I'm not going to try and say the joke again because I don't want to butcher it. But essentially the crux of it was, he he feels that you can tell the worth or values of a person by how long after the accident they jerked off. La. <laughs> yeah. And for yeah. him, he yeah. said it was after the first tower went down. So, I mean, yeah. the way he delivered it, it was fucking hilarious. La. But it's almost like he's examining himself using that disaster. And the joke mm. is on him. Yeah. As opposed I mean, the, to the and, punch and, and it's and it's kind of it's kind of crazy, like yeah, like the Louis C.K. joking about jerking off. <laughs> given yeah, that's given, right. Like, okay, that, 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 is whole, <laughs> that is a whole different yeah. layer. Which you look back, you're like, oh my god, yeah. was it a bit too truthful? Or, like, did that actually did it actually not, happen like that? Not enough. Yeah, not enough time had passed <laughs> since yeah that's since right. he jerked off in front of people and all that la, to make a joke about. Yeah, that, I guess. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. So there will be more on him, right? But yeah. but the thing is like he he used it in a joke but it wasn't the joke. Yeah. Whereas this one it was like you look at it you also like I mean I don't know like we we are not the most acclaimed stand up comedians also right uh next week we are getting Rishi in right we are getting Rishi in correct yeah yeah we are getting Rishi in yeah that's right oh that'll be a fun conversation yeah um yeah. but yeah la, but but at the end of the day right she's gonna be more popular than she ever was. Uh, but actually, I do think that there needs to be there, there's a little bit of nuance about her being popular because if you remember the incident from years ago where Fakafas made a joke, uh, comparing then Malaysian Prime Minister Najib to being a thief, right? Mm. Uh, and then got a lot yeah. of blowback from that. I think the difference yeah. between that and this is that Fakafas was actually saying something that um, uh, uh quite a huge swath of people in Singapore and Malaysia were actually thinking that, right? And, yeah, yeah. But maybe they couldn't say it. But in Jocelyn Chia's case, I don't think anyone in Malaysia or Singapore is thinking or making those kind of jokes in their own heads, uh, such that, like, you know, she's she's speaking up for, you know, speaking the truth of the people or anything like that. Uh. And yeah. plus the fact that, you know, Fakafas, his point, I mean, he was exonerated years later when, when you know, uh, Najib was found guilty la, of a lot of the charges, uh, you know, that, that people bring against him. Whereas, uh, you know, MH370, it's still a very tragic, very sad case that, uh, yeah, given the documentary, everything, you can tell that it's still a very contentious issue for the whole country, la, right? So I, I think yeah. there's a, you know, there's Fakafas, yeah, he, he became more popular after that and all, but there was also a little bit of, uh, differences between how that panned out for him and how this might pan out for Jocelyn Chia. But in this case, I would think the people who are just pissed off that, you know, like everything's being censored these days, this mm. is in some way speaking what they are thinking. Like, oh, it's, why, can't, why can't anyone say it's a comedy club? You know, you don't want to listen, yeah. you don't go to the comedy club. You don't want to watch this video, you don't watch. 
So you know what? I support yeah. Jocelyn. You know, I support yeah. Jocelyn. Because now, honestly, like, we, we have joked about this before, right? If we wanted Yalabot to really blow up and go international, we just do something, we we bite the we bite the short-term bullet. We just say something mm. like just just like almost controversial for the sake of being controversial. People get pissed yeah. off. Maybe Halima might write another post about how, oh, this podcast shouldn't do this. And then within the next few months, we will get more more followers. We, more people will know of us. Our branding will be we are edgy. You know, we dare to say mm. things that other people don't say. So why yeah. shouldn't we do that, Terrence? Why not? Uh, I mean, you know, then therein lies the difference be, be, between, you know, being popular on YouTube and being popular on Rumble, right? Uh, very different audiences. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, uh, won't name any names, but yeah, people recently who feel like, oh, I can't say what I want on mainstream, on YouTube and all that. I'm going to go on Rumble and things like that, right? And yeah, yeah they'll find the audience there. They'll have the popularity there. But uh, I, I can imagine that yeah, a lot of people are looking for that mainstream kind of YouTube audience that, that will be very hard to get. Uh, That's why I think... Transparent. That's why I think her being in the US is very beneficial to her. Because if you're in Singapore, right, you say something cancelable, a lot of yeah. creative people, a lot of artists still make money through commissions, la, through client gigs. Every stand-up mm. comedian in Singapore also MCs as a, for a living, right? Yeah, yeah. But in the US, I think where maybe there are more opportunities to make it as a stand-up comedian uh, or in comedy, you have that's less of a concern. In Singapore, if we say something like fucked up or controversial for the sake of being controversial, then we will no longer hear any more pre-roll ads in front of Yalabad, right? Uh, yeah. Folklory, no one will give a shit. Ministry of Funny, yeah. we would not get any more, uh, like, I mean, even the TV shows for Mediacorp, all will disappear. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, right, but, that's the reality of it, lah. yeah. Yeah, la, but uh, yeah, it's just I, I, I'm just we're, with all the news coming up. Even us talking about this whole thing, right? Is giving her more publicity than she ever had. So we are contributing yeah. to the problem, Terence. I know, I know, but but it's important to address the issue because I think it it occurs in a realm that uh, or in realms that we are, uh, you know, we also are part of, la, right? Comedy, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, uh, social media, uh, being Singaporean slash Malaysian, uh, having been educated in the US and understanding the the nuances and the differences of, of culture there, like that where like what you said, that people there she will find a, a support group there. But she may not find one in the region, la, yeah. Yeah, I wonder so, when so she comes back to Singapore. Thing. Comes back to Singapore for a trip or something, and whether people will still remember. <laughs> <or not. laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm very interested to hear what uh, all the stand-up comedians in Singapore uh, feel, uh, think or say about uh, or will say about this, like, right? Yeah, la. it's a, it's a, yeah, interesting. It would be interesting to get their thoughts, uh. Yeah, man. Cool. But yeah. Uh, you know, we just finished a very, very, very serious topic of shattering, like tonic plate moving, uh, seismic topic that uh affects the mm. the fates of two countries. Uh, this one uh, is goofier. It's a very goofy topic <laughs> that we somehow, uh, yeah, we, we, we have categorized it as a slightly goofier topic. Uh. And what is this goofy topic? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on any given day, this will be the serious topic. But today yeah. it's been relegated to goofiness. Yes. <laughs> and the person being relegated from the serious topic, being dethroned by Jocelyn Chia, is Tarman yeah. Shamugaratnam. 
Um, yes. Because uh, I believe it was yesterday that he announced that amidst all the, the, the discussions about the upcoming presidential election and Halima stepping down, he announced that he's going to be running for president. Yes. And that with yes. it over the next month, he's going to be stepping down from the shit ton of posts that he has in the civil service in Singapore and uh, various boards uh, and companies abroad to run for president. Now, mm. Terence, is this anything that if I asked you a week ago, there would have been something that you uh, you were hoping for, thinking about, or even seeing as re- being remotely possible? Uh, it was quite a shock, to be honest. And mm. the reason why I'm totally cool with this being a goofy topic is I think because collectively in Singapore, it's almost like everyone was just so shocked. Uh, whether you're a PAP supporter or opposition supporter, it just caught everyone by surprise. Like the 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 rug was put underneath you. That it was just so hilarious suddenly to see everyone like, oh my god, like you know, it's going to be a walkover already, lah. Basically, why why you say so, why you say it's hilarious? Why is it hilarious? Yeah, because it was just. I mean, the responses in my you know the some of the WhatsApp chat groups. I mean, they're like you know the the things that people are just like, ah, yeah, it's over. One liao, you know, no more no more presidential election. It's gonna be walkover, no challenge. Yeah, okay. Thanks, thanks, Taman, for taking one for the team. And yeah, let's let's move on from this debate about who's gonna be the next president already, lah. Because it's just so. Uh, I think he's such a. Uh, he is a very popular politician, very very well respected. Uh, people for many many years were pining for him to be, you know, prime minister. Uh, mm. and for him to like suddenly step up and say, I'm going to run for president, uh, you know, just came as a very big shock, a very, I guess a very pleasant shock la, for a lot of people. So that's why I found, mm. I found it like quite, quite funny, like the whole thing yesterday, the, the chain of events. How about you? Well, what about it? Like, uh, surprised you? La? I mean, I, I also was, uh, shocked because for the past year, Plus or so, even though he holds a shit ton of positions, and when I say a shit ton of positions, he holds a lot. Um, yeah. So basically, he's okay, senior minister and coordinating minister for social policies. He's uh, one of the ministers for the Jurong GRC. He's the chairman of the MAS, deputy chairman of GIC, chairman of EDB's International Advisory Council. Um, and that's just locally. La. So when he announced it, I was yeah. like, wow, this guy really come out of nowhere. Uh, and just announce something that is going to put him front and center in in the country's eyes, la. And everything that we've been mm. hearing or talking about or sensing is that, you know, the past years he's like, you know what? I think I think I've done I, I've I've done what I need to do. It's like you know, Messi going to uh Inter Miami or Ronaldo going to Saudi Arabia. Tarman is yeah. like, okay, la, You know, I think I think I'm good. La. I'm good. Then suddenly come out, say president, and I had the exact same thing as you. You know, the past few weeks we were hearing, oh, some some of the opposition parties want to, you know, form an alliance for next year's elections. The PAP yeah. has been taking some missteps. The opposition feels like, okay, getting more influence. And the last presidential election also, Tan Ching Bok wanted to run, right? But he was disqualified. Yeah. Yeah. So the president president position always feels like it's, it is a possible uh, place for an op- someone from the opposition to come in. Then when I see Tarman, it's almost like the PP pulled out this fucking big-ass machine gun. He's like, you come, ah, come. Okay, they, their biggest gun, which they haven't yeah. touched for damn long, they just bring it out. They're like, okay, come, y'all. Come, yeah. who want to fight? Because like you, yeah. I can't imagine anyone beating him. 
But uh, yeah, so that's the the thing that that I was thinking a lot about yesterday, lah. Like, uh. if you were if you were Taman, right? You hold a lot of positions of power in very very uh influential, very powerful institutions. You are very highly respected in the international community, and your name has been bandied around to head up, I don't know, World Bank, the IMF, IMF and a lot of institutions like that, right? Um. And then now you, and, and for years, you've maintained that you're not interested in becoming prime minister. You're interested in being a policymaker, but you're not interested in the position that, that comes with being the prime minister, like, right? The, the position of mm. authority and of, of uh, you know, everyone looking up to you, like, right? Mm. So to suddenly step back from all that, essentially retire from all these roles, right? Um, and you're, you're, he's still 66, so... You know, objectively, there are politicians who have gone way beyond 70 or so, right? So mm. he's only still 66. Like, why is it, why is he taking a step back from all these uh, very powerful executive roles and taking up one that is much more ceremonial and uh, much less about policy making, right? Mm. Uh, why, why do you think, why do you think he's decided to do that? Like, you think it was just basically the PAP saying, uh yeah, we need you to do this, and and him him like going okay. I I got I got two theories. Uh. <laughs> okay. The first one, yeah. the first one, I think is because uh, I mean Singapore is at a tricky time. You know, people are mm. getting more annoyed than ever at the incumbent. So PAP, uh, because mm. people are is feeling the heat lah. You know, the the prices, yeah. the HDB, the the living costs, then re- like kerfuffles like ride out. Um, yeah. just just like ugh, you know, like what what is going on? And there's also more more civil dis 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 discord, like uh, racial or discrimination or gender and whatnot. And it feels uh-huh. like we are at unstable times, lah, or entering unstable uh-huh. times. So the one person uh who feels like he can unite every side of Singapore in a yeah. position that is still very public and. Public facing, uh, it felt like okay, he is he is the person to do it, like, And it might be his own realization that you know what, this is what I've been building up for, or maybe it might be PP saying, "Yo, we need we need someone to bring everyone together, like We keep we keep mm. pissing people off and all, and then like then you know in the room that everyone just slowly looks to Tarman and it's like, ah, oh, fuck, guys. <laughs> I've been just. I want the slow, the slow hitter. The slow hitter. Everyone just a slow hitter to Tarman. You're like, hey, bro, care or not, bro? Uh, then he's like, okay, yeah. la, fine, la, fine. So, yeah. so that's one theory. The second theory is maybe he really wanted to be deep, uh, PM. Uh. Maybe he really wanted to be PM, and then he's like, you know what? You always say Indian person cannot be PM. Fuck this shit, la, Okay. <laughs> uh, now this position is open. I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take it. You can't stop me. Nah, 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 nah. Mm. You can't stop me and I'm going to apply. <laughs> because so I, mean, the, the, <laughs> I mean, you, you're sort of saying that because the prime minister role in Singapore is actually, I mean, yeah, you have to be a member of parliament of the ruling party. Uh, yeah. But then it's the party that selects you, right? It's not the public that votes you in. Yeah. Whereas uh, president is, uh, yeah, you're voted in by the people, directly by the people, right? So there is yeah. a bit of a difference there. Yeah. But what were you? What, what, if you had to just give a speech at uh, the, wherever you, you give a speech like this and talk about yeah. why Tarman is running, enter the mind I mean, of Tarman. Uh, 
yeah, you know, I you know, it's been a while since I actually watched any video of Taman making speeches and things like that, lot, right? Because I think the last time was probably maybe maybe even twenty twenty elections or something. Because he's a senior minister, the four G ministers have been have been coming forward and and you know bearing the bearing the the, the brunt of being public facing and everything, like, right? Whether it was during COVID or other situations, mm. but yesterday he did a doorstep interview. Uh, as part of announcing his uh, his candidacy, I mean his yeah his candidacy and everything, and I was like, I know if you haven't watched the video, I strongly encourage you to go and watch it again. And I'm reminded of why everyone thinks this guy is so brilliant and so smart, and and you know if anything is like a fantastic representation of of uh what a, a Singaporean can do on the world stage and all that. Mm. He's just so eloquent in explaining that you know, uh, building on your first point, which was about. You know, the the world's a very different place now than than years ago when he when he said that he's not interested in being PM and all that, right? Um, the world's a very different place, but he very pointedly pointed out that, especially when it comes to international conflicts, lah, right? Uh, international affairs and and geopolitical conflicts and strife, lah, right? Um, uh, the world seems to be in a very different state from what it was like ten years, twenty years ago. And mm. in some ways, I think what he's saying was that his role as a, you know, very respect, being re- very respected internationally, being res- very respected for his business or financial or economic uh, acumen and all that, right? That will come to the forefront if he becomes Singapore president. Lah, in the mm. sense that in terms of getting, you know, helping Singapore, you know, uh, whether it's negotiate uh, have a stronger position negotiating, getting res, you know, respect from everybody on the ground who's negotiating uh, from every country uh, because of what he's done and what he's achieved and the positions that he's been in. La. So to that, to that land, I can, I can see where he he's coming from that even if for him, it's like, uh, yeah, he, he's seeing his role evolve as it comes with age, la, right? He, he's, Overseen, you know, economic success in Singapore. He's overseen, uh, you know, financial crisis all the way dating back to the Asian financial crisis to, to all the recent uh, pandemic and pandemics and different financial crises of of today. Uh, and with all that experience and knowledge, like what is the next step for him, lah, in terms of uh, contributing to Singapore? Uh, so yeah, even though it sounds like a motherhood statement, I feel it actually makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, but but the only thing to me is like. Okay. Uh, now that PAP is, has pulled out this, uh, at least there, there's this card being pulled out, like, right? You can't say mm-hmm. that it's the PAP who decided it, but there's this card mm-hmm. being pulled out of Taman as a super strong candidate for it. Does this, does it mean that there's not going to be a presidential election? There's just going to be a walkover? That's the, that's the sad thing, uh, cause. <laughs> No, okay, so I'm I'm optimistic that this will make people even uh like like want to test themselves against Tarman, you know. Um I, I, I hope la, I hope because if it's the case where everyone just like ah fuck la, how to beat Tarman? Um honestly like you know I just tested with some people who I know confirm most cases like they would vote opposition over incumbent, right? I said, Would you vote yeah. Tarman? They're like, yeah. <laughs> Immediate <laughs> yeah. though. Overnight though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. so I think but I hope I hope that uh, the opposition they or, or people not say just opposition even like um, whatever side of the spectrum your political spectrum you're on I I hope they are candidates and yeah. if I had to if I had to take a guess now I, I think there will be candidates who will come forward uh, but do you feel the same way? 
Yeah, actually, to me, I'm actually thinking that it is in the interest of the government that there is a presidential race. La. In the yeah. sense that Why? Um, there is a very clear uh, mandate that, that uh, you know, whoever this next president is, that it becomes a very clear mandate of, of winning an election, la, right? Mm. Uh, and I think Taman is, is very capable and very capable of winning an election. But you want to legitimize his presidency by saying that he fought through an election and he won. Uh, so, you know, whether it's an opposition candidate, someone from the opposition or with more op- opposition inclinations, or it's even someone from the establishment or, or something, uh, I think that is actually a good step for the government to, uh, for the government and, and for, for Singapore. Uh. If there is a, a that there is a presidential election and that Taman has to has to fight an election, uh, earn earn his chops, uh. <laughs> earn his chops, yeah. Because these are very different <laughs> times chops. from when when yeah, very different times from when Nasser Nadan you know had walkovers, two walkovers in fact to become president and all that, like, right? Mm. That was the age of social media and and like what you were saying about you know the there's a lot of uh you know discontent online and and. You know, people. You know, people making remarks about Halima, who, whom I always thought was okay. She's also capable, but she didn't have the opportunity to to test herself in a uh, presidential election, lah. Right, uh, yeah. and, and prove her metal and everything. So, I actually think uh, counterintuitively that yeah, that whoever the powers may be, that they should be pushing for more candidates, even from the establishment as well, lah. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah. oh, I tell you, if he becomes president, uh, it's like an ultimate win, no? Because anyone who says you know Singapore, you know, is racist, uh, there's what uh, there's yeah. what's the 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 institutionalized racism and all Chinese Chinese privilege, uh, Chinese, yeah, privilege. Chinese privilege. If Taman <laughs> runs and wins like eighty percent of the vote, immediately yeah. you're like, eh, hey, it's not isn't is it really about race or is it just that there's something about Taman who makes him yeah. so well liked? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, correct, so correct. I mean, it's fucking exciting, like It's fucking exciting, yeah. and I'm just thinking, like, well, let's see, what, uh, what? No, off the back of that, also, uh, I, I saw a lot of comments online, uh, that um, yeah, the the PAP or the government uh must be very confident about uh Jurong, right? Because Taman is an MP in, in Jurong, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, losing him in Jurong, like, okay, who's gonna fill that huge void that he's gonna leave behind? Uh? So so that's something also that that uh, adds a wrinkle to the whole discussion as well. Yeah. Mm. And I know the the RDU, which is the uh Red Dot United. Red Dot United, yeah. That yeah. contested the Jurong GRC in 2020 election. They're calling for a by-election. Yeah. But I don't think mm. there will be a by-election, right? Uh, Given that it's a from, GRC. Yeah, yeah. Usually like they was they, they will usually say that uh another member of the We'll step of up, the right? GRC can step up and cover that that constituency or so that that, that, yeah. that part that's left by the leaving uh, member, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, uh, I, I'm I'm curious how like how this will pan out, but like because also now with Tarman, there's almost like a he's so well liked that I also think we need to manage our expectations. Uh. you know, like I hope it's yeah. not the case where uh, because it's a more public thing there's a certain side of him that we realize hey shit this is not Tarman you know like what's the what's the saying uh? you won't, you live long enough to become a villain uh, something like that is it uh, or don't you meet your die, heroes you die uh-huh. a hero or you live long enough to become to see yourself become the villain 
Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, everything he says, like there's one article talking about his, how his philosophy on sports also has, has influenced his politics. He said, um, yeah, uh, he, he never saw himself as a striker who scores goals, but someone playing further behind or guarding the pack. You know, he never likes being centre forward. It's almost too yeah. perfect, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, like like it's just it's it's interesting like and it's a wild card lah. So I hope it heats up the race lah. I hope it heats up the race. I hope so. I hope so. I hope I hope yeah. I hope it uh yeah lah, that they give him the 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 legitimacy chop by you know running him through an election or so lah. Yeah, but but one thing I found funny is like they have shared the full transcripts of the the letter exchange between him and PM Lee. Where yeah. he wrote to PM Lee informing him of his resignation and PM Lee wrote back. It feels like, yeah. I don't know, what kind of letter? I can't imagine someone writing a letter like this to someone else informing their reservation, uh, uh, resignation, man. Because he in his letter to PM Lee, he talked about everything he has done and why he's doing it. And PM Lee was everything he's done and why he's... Yeah. It's, just, it's just a funny, funny exchange. La. Yeah, it's uh, probably the most... Uh, the the diplomatic most, uh, <laughs> I won't even say diplomatic uh, it's like a love letter in, in that disguised as a resignation letter <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a corporate love letter it's a political love letter yeah. Yeah, we're yeah, like yeah, hey, guys yeah. get a room la, okay Tarman and PM Lee get a room la. You read, yeah. it's it's yeah it's, it's interesting la. but yeah but yeah man but yeah exciting uh, exciting 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 Exciting. Yeah. I I did I did think to myself, wow, it's like this is like uh yeah, I mean if Taman becomes president, it'd be you know, a president that a lot of uh, I think a large uh proportion of Singaporeans would be very, very proud to say this is our president, right? For whatever reason, right? For whether it's because you respect him or you know, like given his international standing and things like that. Yeah, it's just yeah, I couldn't have imagined uh, this outcome, la, basically. Like, that mm. everyone would be behind this one candidate. La. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, interesting. Uh, then suddenly the vote, suddenly you lose. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. 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 There will be a lot, a lot of things would need to happen for, for him to lose. La, yeah. If he runs. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool, man. Cool, but, cool, yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, just off the back of a uh, crazy week of news, like, uh, mm. what is your one shot comment? Uh, okay, so my one shot comment is a comment by Cuban Kiwi on our Reddit, mm. uh, who had a very sweet comment, la. Um, yeah, and goes along the lines of something to the two amazing podcasters on this island, Harish and Terence, continue doing what you do best. Been, li- been listening since my second one days back in the mushroom era, yeah. Uh, which is the first iteration of our podcast name, regrettably. Um, yeah. uh, and then goes on to say, like, listening to us has become a constant in, in their life. Uh, year one in Poly, hope to see us succeed with our different ventures and continue growing the community. And please don't put the jingle, the five minutes small talk feels more natural and I can kind of slide into the podcast as if I'm there. Fuck yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, thanks yeah. a lot for your for your. So sweet funny oh. that someone brings it up because <laughs> I was literally just thinking about that. I was literally thinking about oh, I see like so many podcasts this day where they, they put this five minute insert of the most exciting part of the podcast at the start of the video, and yeah, I was just thinking mm. oh, is this something that we need to do, especially on YouTube, to get people uh, interested to watch? 
but uh, yeah. no, I, I, I do like how we do it. Yeah. It's, it's always a little awkward at the start, but it's it's exactly yeah, how right. real conversations are. That's how conversations are. It's always small talk. It's always awkward at the start. Then after that, you know, you slide into the, the really meaty stuff, right? Yeah. It's like you meet someone at an event. You know, the first thing, it is a small talk. You're like, wow, this week damn hot, ah. Uh. Wow, how was your how was your week? Uh? <laughs> and if you can click, then thirty minutes later you're like, oh shit, I just had a conversation with someone I haven't met. And I would yeah. assume if I could predict, also when people play our podcast, maybe you know, like when I listen to other podcasts, I need to make sure that okay, I'm ready to start the moment I press play because they jump straight into it. I think yeah. ours is like the first few minutes is like the foreplay a bit, lah. You know, we we're not saying anything substantial. Uh, uh you go do uh. your thing, you get ready, you get comfortable. You know, yeah. you maybe leave your house, get into the lift. And then by the time we start, you're you're warmed up already, lah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, lah. Maybe. That's right. Yeah. But, but yeah. But yeah, someone so. also predicted that that comment might be a one shot comment. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, your your prediction came true. But what about you, man? Yeah. Uh, my one shot comment is actually a DM that we got from a listener. Uh, mm. so it's because it's a DM. I won't say the person's name. Uh, hi, Harish and Terence. Uh, I want to just say that I have enjoyed listening to your podcast. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not one of the nine that has listened to all 400 episodes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, living overseas, uh, your podcast, the topics, the banter, right down to the accent, make me feel close to home and bring me a lot of comfort. So yeah, you know this person is is uh actually like like not even not even in our continent. You know they're they're living somewhere in the Middle East. So it's it's kind of crazy just knowing that yeah people in the Middle East are so. Uh, listening to our stuff and feeling comfort and feeling close to home because of us, lah. Wow, that yeah. is sweet. Wow, that's that's such a heartwarming message. It is, it is. Yeah, but yeah, sweet, shout out man. to you. Cool. But yes. And, and what about what about the one shock thing, man? Uh, my one shock thing is this particular channel that I have started watching on YouTube. It's called uh, RDC World One. Uh, and it's, I think it's just this YouTuber who does very short, funny skits with his buddies. I think, I don't know, in LA or something, where they, they react to, um, like, uh, they imagine how basketball, for example, like LeBron James reacts after, after losing certain, certain matches or games or something. Uh, but he does a bunch of different skits based on, um, you know, video game culture, sports culture, and uh, yeah, so he, he, and even like pop culture things like uh, talking about Justice League and, and Avengers and all, and anime and things like that. La. So mm. I, I find his skits very funny because he's always like, I think he always plays the stereotype of the angry black man, you know, uh, raging mm. against a lot of different things in uh, pop culture and how, how, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh? I don't want to use the word microaggressions, but how uh, casually racist sometimes pop culture can be, uh. Yeah, so it's 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 a he's pretty funny. RDC World. He's not small. He's quite big now. He's like got six point four one million subscribers. So he's he's pretty big. But his skits are still you know very very like done at home style and all that. It's so they're pretty funny. Yeah. I think they went massively viral a few years ago when they did uh, the video of how LeBron James reacted when they found out that who Kyrie Irving is is someone going yeah, to yeah. and that LeBron like, James yeah. LeBron James himself like tweeted to them or something. Yeah, 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 that's right. So yeah, he's done a lot of follow-ups to that. But he does a lot of different things like, like suburb Olympics, uh yeah, anime 
related things and RPG games and stuff like that. So it's very funny, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, my one shook thing is the is that eight hours ago from the time of re- recording this podcast, the the trailer for The Witcher season three just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and The yeah. Witcher it stars Henry Cavill, who I never really yeah. liked until this show. Um, yeah. this season I guess is extra special because he will no longer be part of the show in season 4 because he felt like I yeah. think the writers were not doing due justice to the story which he is a big fan of uh, okay. I think I heard he also pushed for it to be produced but I'm super excited uh, because when I first watched The Witcher the first episode of season 1 I was like um, don't know whether it's my cup of tea but after hearing from a few friends that well, it, it gets good I've, I loved it I've, I fell in love oh. with it and yeah, I'm damn excited about this this series, man. Have you seen nice. it? You haven't seen it, right? I've seen episode one. Yeah, yeah, and but it didn't. Uh, you know who killed in, right? Nah, not yet, not yet. Yeah, hasn't hooked me in. Yeah, so yeah, how many yeah. episodes why do you give it? I think maybe three, lah. Three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, three. I'm gonna three. find a, gonna find two more hours to go and watch that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. But after that, wow, I loved it, man. I loved it, and and Henry Cavill is damn cool, lah. I'm I'm a yeah, I'm a Covillian. So he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do yeah. it because he had an issue with the writing. Yeah, I think I think he felt like they were diverging from the story, or or basically it was a creative differences, lah. Oh wow! So it's gonna okay. be uh, who is Christopher Hemsworth's uh, brother? Fuck, that's Liam, so sad, Liam uh, Hemsworth. Liam, yeah, correct. Imagine Liam, uh, like guys, I'm fucking Liam Hemsworth, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm not just Christopher Hemsworth's brother. Yeah, or Miley Cyrus's ex-husband. Uh, yeah, right? that's right. That's yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine like, uh, who's that guy, uh, the Christopher Hemsworth's brother, the one who went out with Miley oh. Cyrus? Uh, oh, Liam, 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 Liam. Liam, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So, um, yeah, should, should we be looking forward to more episodes of, with Harish in Bali? Uh, I think, uh, No. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Wait, yeah. Yeah. We do. We, yeah. We do still have our Soryong episode coming out soon, right? Next week. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then Rishi also next week. Yeah. So yes, yeah. Harish will be stepping away for a real break. Really getting away for a break this time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but we'll see you back after right? That's what we say now. Uh, maybe next Wednesday I'll be having my setup somewhere else in Bali. <laughs> I'll be like, "What's up, yeah. guys?" <laughs> yeah. When Tan Cheng Bok announces his candidacy. No, Lee Sien Yang or something. Lee Sien Yang. They're like, Darren's, I think we need to activate the podcast. (laughs) It's got to be someone of that momentous. Then then you'll come out of the woodwork. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Cool, man. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.